Success this week with two classic hits, The Persuaders, Thin Line Between Love and Hate, and Hypnotized by the late Linda Jones. Both of those hits were written by Poindexter times three, my guest this week. They are Jackie members who became Robert Poindexter's wife, songwriters, as well as their brother in law, brother, Richard Poindexter. And they have had great success with many today's artists who use their songs, not only re-record the songs and give life to it, but the songs are used in television and motion pictures. John Legend, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Amy Winehouse, Annie Lennox, Arrested Development, and many others have recorded songs by Poindexter Times 3, and we talk about the legacy of this music and how it's still winning platinum awards for not only the artists of today, but the writers 
and how important it is to shine a spotlight on these writers who really don't get the respect I feel they deserve. Many times they're not even credited. We talk about their journey in the music industry. Richard and Robert were from Newport News, Virginia, and Jackie members from Chicago. We talk about uh, New York, them all meeting up there in the mid-60s and having success with late Linda Jones and the Persuaders, as well as early careers of Jimi Hendrix, the OJs, Florence Ballard when she left the Supremes, Randy Crawford. And it's interesting, Jimi Hendrix recorded one of their hits, My Girl, She's a Fox, and that's become a staple in the rock and roll and R&B industry over the years. But I'm going to let these three talk about the backstories and also the successes of what they've been able to build and the legacy and how each of these artists, Linda Jones being nominated for a Grammy in 2008, decades after her passing in 72, and the Persuaders, these songs live on in our hearts and memories and new artists, and I love featuring this type of topic. Point Dexter Times 3 and me, we're coming up right now. Point Dexter Times 3. I want to welcome all three of you tonight. How are you guys doing out there? Hi, I'm fine. And yourself? I'm doing pretty oh. good. Okay, Sabrina. Okay. Uh, That's wonderful. I wanted each one of you to introduce yourself. I wanted to start with Robert Poindexter first. Introduce yourself. I'm Robert. Sabrina, uh, really appreciate you uh, uh, doing this interview. No you know, we do have something to say. Wonderful. Jackie, no introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Poindexter, and it's an honor just being here and being able to share our, our story and our experiences. Richard, how are you doing? Fine. Good. I'm Richard Poindexter, and hopefully we can uh, um, impart something you know, to you and others that will, that will help them you know, in their careers and in their life. You guys have had an extraordinary career with your music. It's lasted well over 40 years, and that's very, very rare. So I'm happy that all three of you are here with me tonight. I wanted you to go back to the very, very beginnings of you getting into the music business. Any one of you can speak. What was it like back in, say, the late 60s or even before? When did you all get involved? Bob, you want to take that? Why don't you start from the power, Richard, when y'all came here, the gyms? Oh, yeah, okay. We we came here at, at, the, at the gyms. Uh, we came in 1963. We sang at the Apollo, and we was about to go in. We came in third place because we sang a song that no one never heard of in New York. It was a hit song in Newport News, Virginia, though. But we, um, but we, from there, we got a record deal, and we was about to go in the studio the next day. Which was the, which was the same day that that our Kennedy got you know, got assassinated. So we oh, had wow. to take that off. Yes, 19, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Yeah, right. we were in the uh, yeah. Teresa Hotel, and we stayed in Teresa Hotel in Harlem. When Kennedy got shot, the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, okay, from there, uh, you know, uh, we record after that, we recorded. Came, we was all in the, in the 12th grade in high school. 
waiting for the record to come out, same time waiting to graduate. So we all graduated, but the record never really came out. So in 1964, 19, oh, 19, I mean, uh, in, uh, in, yeah, uh, November 22nd, 1964, I came back to New York. And, 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 uh, that's when we, uh, that's when we, uh, we really got into it, you know, heavy, professionally. Sabrina, we really yeah. came here to sing, all of us, you know, uh, Jackie mm-hmm. came, came from Chicago, really came here to sing. And, uh, but we got caught up in writing, uh, caught up in writing for, for, uh, other people. Uh, and, uh, we go into a little more detail. Some of the things we did, I guess, uh, some of the first records we had was on Jimi Hendrix and, and, uh, a couple of the records, but the first, uh, big record we had, national hit, was on, uh, Linda Jones, you know, and, and, uh, can you, can you stop there? Can you stop there? Um, we don't want to get too far ahead. We okay. want the audience to know what the music industry was like in the 60s before the whole Linda Jones OJs. What was going on in the music scene in the 60s? Well, when when, when we came here, uh, it was just transforming from the 50s, the 50 sound to the to the to, to the 60 sound. Uh, uh, they give us credit for help making that transformation. Uh, 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 I give you some kind of example. Uh, 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 most of the songs in the fifties uh, went. Uh, Richard never. Uh, Richard hadn't played piano. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have a piano player uh, uh, to help us write our songs. You know, Richard learned on the spot. And in learning, and in learning, uh, uh, he came up with a brand new style of music that that, that uh, 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 everybody used uh, throughout the seventies. Mm-hmm. A brand new style of music, uh, uh, and uh, we worked with the biggest musicians: Eric Gale, Bernard Purdy, Benny Golson, and uh, Richard. everybody. But that's what the music was like. We're just transforming from the fifties uh, to the sixties. A lot of people give us credit for uh, bringing that sound. Uh, now, what was that sound for those of us who weren't there? Because I wasn't there. Uh, maybe you can elaborate on that. How did, how did the 60s, okay. how was the 60s, the, the transition? What was more, we had more of the doo-bop, I guess, of the 50s. But what was going That's on right. in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Well, the, more of the, like as you said, the doo-bop, musically speaking, was like a 6-8 timing. Dan 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 like triplets and even in gospel when you when you do gospel gospel music was based on that same type of progression a rhythmic progression of the triplets and six eight but then but we brought in we made popular four 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 timing boom pat boom pat boom pat boom boom pat which which is different from so we start that type of that type of progression for the rhythm for the chords the chords were basically that we used were 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 like a a C major seven or A major seven or G major seven whereas 
whereas the core, the cores during the fifties, they they were not major sounds. They were basically just major major sounds and chips. Uh, uh, what you call triads, more more so triads, but but just uh, making it up. But we made it um to make progression in the chord to make it major seven. We just add we just add the fourth note to it, which is which which was wasn't which wasn't common. I mean, which was common to jazz musicians, you know, and and, 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 and the um, the standard type songs. But 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 still, in R and B music, it wasn't popular. So we made so so we made hit the four four rhythm. We made the major seven chords. We made them popular, in, in, you know, in, in R and B music, which gave which 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 um, resulted in um. Like you say, in that whole that whole era, that whole era of the of, of the of the of the uh, uh, sixties, sixties, going into the seventies. And see, you know, me, I'm a product of the I'm a product yeah. of the sixties, more or less with Motown and that particular sound. I came in '66, so mm -hmm. they their history, you know, predates mine by by a little bit. What do you remember uh, of '60s music at that time? Since you'd camp, you come in right smack dab in the middle of the '60s. <laughs> what do you remember? Well, Motown was very popular. M uh, the Muscle Shoals sound too was very popular uh, from down south. And uh, when I hit uh, New York, it was the beginning of stuff like the Flower Children was in its infancy, and uh, rock had just started. You know, Jimi Hendrix being one of the forefathers uh, of that particular sound. When I came in 66, I came here through Alonzo Tucker, who was one of the chief songwriters for for Jackie Wilson at that time. I had met him at the Regal Theater. You know, like most uh, teenagers during that time, we would all try to get our little autographs and stuff and gather around. And I had a habit of traveling with my book. Everywhere I go, I would uh, write little poems and stuff and try to create melodies. Run them by my brother. He would be my, my little backup. <laughs> and um, I came to the attention of Alonzo, who felt like I was talented. They were looking for a new, I guess, maybe new artist at Brunswick, the label that he was affiliated with at that time. And so uh, he talked to my mom. at that. During those times, the artist would stay like a whole week and, would, and their run would be a week. So he felt like if uh, he could speak with my parents, you know, he could take me back. And my mother, at first she disapproved, but then she saw it as an opportunity, you know, through another friend of hers named Teresa. Said, Emma, let her go. Let me grab a lawyer. We'll draw up some papers. She'll be safe. She'll be, in, you know, in his custody, etc." And so with that, I was off, just like a Cinderella story, waving Goodbye to everybody. I came from Robert Taylor Projects in Chicago. So it was like some kind of Cinderella story, um, you know, for me. And when I got to New York, I, I met the famous uh, Poindexter brother. They were already known, and, and it was just a thrill. You know, I stayed uh, in the Alvin Hotel, and lo and behold, who was my, my roommate next door who lived a few doors down from me, was uh, the the legendary Jimi Hendrix, but at the time he was just a struggling musician. I your guest. 
<laughs> wow, what was he about? He knew um you mentioned I had an afro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was Jimi yeah. Hendrix about? Well, at that time, he was struggling, and he was uh, trying to earn a dollar any kind of way he could. As, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, my husband can tell you the story. We hired Jimmy to play behind another act called the Iceman, and he, he was paid only uh, $20 for for his endeavors. But uh, fast-forwarding, had I known Richard 40 years Jackie, later. <laughs> and Jackie played together. Uh, 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 not Jackie. Uh, Richard played with... With Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Okay. What year did you work with Jimi Hendrix? What year was this? It was like 1966. Yes, the year that I came to New York Mm -hmm. from Chicago was 66. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going from 1966, and you're working with Jimi Hendrix. And what was the song that you wrote for him? Well, the song was just a song. But we didn't write the song for him. Where about? Where about? My girl, she's a fox. Uh, 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 if you look at Amy Winehouse's uh, last album, uh, Back to Black, uh, 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 Back to Black, and look at the song, You Can Only Hold Her. It's all in the album uh, 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 information. They took that from the Pornector song. Uh, 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 but uh, what, what? But what was it for Jimi Hendrix? We're trying to. Jimmy, trying my to girl, she's a fox. Okay, the the song was "My Girl, She's a Fox." What did Jimi right. Hendrix do with that song, and what album was it on for him? Every just uh, 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 Jimi Hendrix in the beginning, and just about every. Uh, uh, and uh, Jimi uh, Hendrix experience. Well, did Jimi Hendrix look experience? On the internet. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Don't just. Uh, it's on yeah, it's album. been released on various labels throughout the years. Okay, throughout mm-hmm. the years, but it was on the Jimi Hendrix experience at that time. Yeah. Were you surprised that his career took off? Well, let me give you a little funny story. Um, as I said, Bob and I, we used to go to Jimmy's room and hang out, and, you know, we were all young people. And uh, it was another young lady. I can't exactly, I think her name was uh, Sharia or something like that. And... Um, I do believe that maybe her and Jimmy were dating. And so I would go every day and, and look for her because I knew I could find her in Jimmy's uh, room. But one day I, I went and then the room was all closed up so we couldn't figure out, well, what, what? I asked Bob, I said, well, where, where, where are they? And so nobody had really heard from them. At that time we were living in the uh, Alvin Hotel. That's where that that took place at. And my so, hotel. Yeah, so the, so the, um, you know, the guy downstairs told us there was no Jimmy had checked out. So we was just walking down uh, Broadway one day, and lo and behold, we got near around about 44th, 45th Street. We looked up and we saw a 40 foot, maybe 50 foot marquee that said <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> and we right. both simultaneously pointed to the side and said, that's Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> wow! We could not believe it. You know, it yeah. was the funniest thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, unfortunately, we never had a chance to reconnect directly with Jimmy after that. He took off and just became this legendary figure, and that's sort of what I remember most about Jimmy. You know, just being in his room and plucking on his little guitar, wow. etc. I speak very quiet. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. If I'd have known, no. fast forward ahead, as I was saying before, if I'd have known what I know now 40 years later, I probably would have kept a couple of guitar strings or old broke guitars. But who knew? Wow. You mentioned Linda Jones. Now, that's a name that is um, mythical because a lot of information is not out about Linda Jones. Can you tell us about Linda Jones and how you met her? Well, I would say something about that. Mm-hmm. Linda, uh, 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 Jack, um, my wife Jack is a great singer. Uh, uh, Richard Franklin uh, is a great singer, but still, and uh, uh, we work with Didi Warwick and a lot of other big people. The Warwick, all of them, Sister Houston and his mother and all that. But I can probably say right now, in my opinion, Linda Jones is the greatest singer that ever lived. Certainly, yes. That's yeah. right. Yes. Took us about six sales. Richard Franklin said that too. Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. said that too. Mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, Linda Company Projects over there in New Jersey. Uh, uh, they have been to Motown, other places, trying to make it, you know. So uh, 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 I'm going to jacket take over after this. But uh, 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 we first wrote Hypnotize. Richard sang it first. Wow. Richard talking talk to Jackie. Mm-hmm. Went out and cut it. That's why when you hear Hypnotize now, the song that changed the whole history, I mean, uh, uh, that transformed, uh, but, uh, 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 she was so great. When she came in, they, it was our, uh, uh, Tide was our record, with me and Richard singing background, and Jack is singing lead. Mm-hmm. It was right. our record. Jack was about 16 or yeah. 17. I just got to New York. Record company, but what the record company did was, they took Jackie off, and they put Linda on it, and we were mad as hell. Well, I felt yeah. like, you know, at that time, my voice probably wasn't as experienced. Linda had a, was very gospel-based, her background. And I was very new and uh, didn't have very much experience. I had an interesting sound, but uh, now that I think back on it, it, it couldn't begin to compare with a Linda. You know, but you know what thing, Jackie? But as we yeah. grew, we learned that a hit record was a hit record for yeah, anybody. Yeah, well, nevertheless, who knows? We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a hit record is. Yeah, it was an experience, and it and it shattered me after they had taken me off That's of right. it because I, like most young girls, I had read, I had. Uh, was on the phone night and day, and I took a trip back to Chicago to tell my yeah. my parents I had my little demo with me, and my mother was proud, yeah. and she spread the word through the family. And then we were in the kitchen. I will never forget it, right there in the projects. She was doing my hair, and we had the little radio on. <laughs> Don't you know? Oh, Hypnotized came on the radio, and my oh, mother gracious. started screaming, My baby! <laughs> Oh, she dropped the curl and almost burnt me. <laughs> but the more I started listening, I said, wait a minute, that ain't me. <laughs> so don't you know, I caught the next thing smoking out of there, and I was pretty smoking I was mad as hell, because by yeah. then, Jack was... Was my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, we had formed a bond and we were close. <laughs> We've been married for over 40 years, you know. Now, but wow. she was my girlfriend. They're going to take my girlfriend off, but let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Once we got into Linda, we had yeah. never heard no singing like that. That's Nobody. I had to give right. it up to her. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
uh, I guess she was a victim of uh, uh, whatever people were the victim of uh, back in those days. Marvin Gaye and, and, and everybody, you know, she was rumored to be doing drugs, whatever that, but she had diabetes and all kind of stuff. We sang with her at the Apollo. Me and Richard did the background with her at the Apollo. Uh, mm-hmm. And we went to Baltimore and did a show with her. Uh, Smoker Robinson. Remember that, Richard? That's right. And Baltimore, oh, yeah. uh, uh, what, Baltimore Arena mm-hmm. or something? The biggest place there. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, right. uh, 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 and we did background for her, uh-huh. uh, for her That's for right. a while. You know, it, That's right. it, it took a while for that ground. Right, it took a while to make a deal, uh, uh, to make a deal of, uh, we, along with George Kerr, who was a great producer, uh, took hypnotized around everywhere. Trying to sell it, no nobody would want it except uh, Jerry Ragaboy. He's the one. Have uh, you ever heard of the uh, 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 of the famous uh, studio hit factory? No, right. I haven't. No, I haven't. All right. But that was one of the landmarks. But I'm gonna go into that. Yeah, doing that them days. But anyway, we found the sold. Uh, somebody else could say something now. You know. Because it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it wasn't a, a, a popular sound. Moving into the late 60s and 70s, I know music 
uh, in my studies of music was ever-changing. And right before Win or Lose Music, I want you to talk about the beginnings of your company and what is going on from 1969, 70, 71. Well, okay, uh, I'm going to be very frank. We got robbed. Uh, 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 the OJs was before that. They bought the OJs. So once you get a hit record, like you get on Hypnotized, uh, uh, Sabrina, everybody comes to you. We had right, a big, that's right. We had a, we had a million seller, uh, on the habitation. You don't remember that, born free. But, uh, 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 when they brought the OJs to us, they were a five member group. This was like 1967. Right. Uh, five member group. We took them members. and transformed them. Uh, 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 but they got rid of one, one member. We rehearsed them every day. In the, uh, uh Holocaust studio in the CBS building, uh, it's called the Ed Sullivan Theater now, I think. You know, we rehearse them every day. Uh-oh. And let me say one little thing here. Mm-hmm. You know something about the OJ? They had never had, they had had Stand In for Love, uh, a local hit, but they had never had a big hit record before. We wrote I'll Be Sweet Tomorrow from them, for them. And we rehearsed them every day. And taught them. And a lot of people don't know, in addition... And know something about the OJ? This is for the audience. When it, they were great singers. They gave us just as much as we gave them. When you're dealing with amateur singers, you try to show them something, they say, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> but when it comes to great singers... That's right. And the revert was when we taught them... Uh, 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 school them or groom them uh, 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 on something. We used to try to uh, talk like, oh, man, we know y'all. They would say, just shut up and sing. Great singers, to all the singers out there, great singers, they're students forever. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's the way Edison was. We were so proud because they had brought us to the Paolo to hear the OJs. And we wrote Mm -hmm. a song for them. They were so proud. Within six months, the OJs had a national hit, I'll be sweeter tomorrow. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know, in addition to the OJs, when Florence Ballard uh, left Motown during those days, when Diana decided she wanted to go solo, and mm-hmm. um, they brought us straight to New York, to the Poindexters. That's you right. Know, I, would, I would sing the female lead songs. We would all write the songs, Richard, do the music. Mm-hmm. And demonstrated, and I think we did, uh, what was it, two songs on her, Rich? Yeah. In the Farm uh, Ballad movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they uh, don't uh, tell that story. They didn't give us credit. No. But, right. but they brought Florence to us. Mm-hmm. And, and, right. and, and on one hand, I can understand why, I still think they did Florence wrong, but I can understand why they, uh, uh, Florence has started the Supremes, uh, 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 from my understanding. But when they brought Florence to us at ABC, her husband's name was Mickey Stevens, and he was a manager. When they brought us, uh, uh, when she left the frame, I think they gave her uh, $200,000 or something like that to sign with ABC. Now, you know, uh, uh, you know, just going to blow our mind after all this, uh, these big hits and the transformation from the, from the 70s to the, to, uh, from the late, uh, uh, 60s, uh, to the 70s. But there's one more story. In there. Uh, you want to do that, Richard, on my Angela? No, go ahead, Bob. Go ahead. The boy is big. Oh. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm kind of vague on that. Go ahead. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Maya Angelou, right? Right, uh, yes, I'm from, yes, I'm from, yeah. I'm familiar with The world knows Maya is one of the greatest fortress. Mm -hmm. We had uh, a million sellers. We had the B-side of it, Born Free, for uh, a GWP Records. And one of their artists, uh, again, they bring everybody to you when you hit. You know, you know, we came, you know, uh, from sleeping on subways, uh, in the Bowery, and I'm not going to go into those stories, but I'm going to tell you something. It's a beautiful, uh, a feeling. Then one day you're walking down Broadway, uh, and everybody's playing you, playing, playing your song. That was the day these, uh, uh, everybody, uh, but anyway, they brought this tall young lady in. Dressed like an African. Mm -hmm. First time that I think I've ever seen anybody in African dress, personally. And we thought she was from Africa. Right. <laughs> we found out she was... Uh, African-American. Fifth <laughs> <laughs> Street in Harlem. <laughs> and we work with Maya. That's when she was trying to be a singer. That's... That's, that's before right. she went into uh, uh, evolved. Yes. That. And she that's listened right. up. We had two songs there. One song was called Ride That Mule. Remember that, Richard? That's right. Ride That Mule. Ride and that what was the other one called? And You're Welcome to Try. Yeah. That was sort of a blues uh -huh. song. Welcome to Try. And also the great jazz singer Randy Crawford. Long before she became the legendary Randy that she she is, uh, we, we did music on we, Randy What's the name of the song called? Street What? Uh, she, well, her song was "Street Life." That she, Street yeah, Life, yeah. one of my favorites. Just oh, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, one last story. Uh, 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 in the uh, uh, before win or lose. Um, uh, one last story. We went to the President Hotel. We thought we were gone because that was during the days of uh, segregation. And down on Broadway, near the Ed Sullivan uh, Theater now, and all those places. You could, uh, I think it's called uh, the David Letterman now by on Broadway, the David, the David Letterman. You uh, couldn't, yeah. oh, okay, the David Letterman Sullivan, Theater now. The you couldn't book. I think it's Ed Sullivan now. You I couldn't mean, book. I mean, the David Letterman. They wouldn't let you in a hotel down there. That's right. Came famous from the, uh, uh, from <laughs> setting out on the corner of, uh, the David Letterman Theater, uh, eating, uh, bologna cheese and stuff like that. And, Ooh. and, uh, 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 we went to the President Hotel. I think it was on 46th Street, uh, no, 48th Street. And that was one of the biggest hotels. And we felt, then if we were famous, we could go anywhere. You've been listening to Building Abundant Success with Sabrina Marie. Copyright May 10th, 2023.